I'm Pastor Joe Castillo of All Nations International Fellowship, coming live to your device all the way from Beijing, China. Enjoy this podcast while you're driving your car, maybe doing household chores, or even your morning devotion. As you join us today, I trust the living Word of God to touch your life. His name is Yeshua, and He is Lord of all. Check us out online at anif.cc. So blessed to be here tonight. Amen. Amen. And I'm so privileged. And I want to thank, first of all, uh, my papa, Amen. <laughs> Joey, for a wonderful uh, opportunity that he's given me. And to everyone here, it's a privilege to preach to an international people. Amen. 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 Good protocol. When you get up to preach as a guest, you should always thank the pastor. That's right. Amen. First of all, I just want to open up with uh, Exodus 29. We can go straight into the world. Yes. 29.11. Today, I think a lot of 9.11 is going to happen. And thou shalt kill the bullock before the Lord. By the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Hallelujah. Maybe just a meditational scripture for that. Last Sunday, as we I think that was uh, last week, Wednesday, as we were praying, uh, Pastor Joey spoke about we seeing God face to face. And then he's then uh, Robert spoke about a door as we were praying. And then I felt like a door keeps coming to my mind, like my my spirit man. And I keep asking God, what really is this door about? Then like it stressing in my spirit, like why door, why door, why door? Then but all the time, I don't get an answer, you know. But when I get to read the scripture, then I, I got an understanding, a bit a shady understanding of what it means to possess a door or a gate or to be at a door. That's, I was just contemplating on the whole thing. Where is this thing leading me to? And I got an understanding, like, then he, God said to Moses, you should kill a bullock at the door. But I saw that as a sacrifice. It means that before we come into the presence of God, there should be some level of sacrifice. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But that can only happen mm. at a door. All these weeks, the past two weeks or something, we've been praying and we pray for open heavens, open doors, open gates, open that, open that. And until something happens, doors don't open. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's just to give us an idea of what we are into. Then another, I want to lay another foundation from uh, Matthew 7 7. Bible message that I will be asked, and it will be given unto us. Seek, and ye shall find. 
and then knock, and the door shall be open unto you. I wonder why it's not like knock, the door shall be open unto you, seek, ye shall find, and ask, and ye shall be given unto you. It's only come to understand that when the Bible lays those things in accordance or in stages, it means that asking is easier for everyone to do. A baby Christian could just ask, God give me bread to eat, God give me that, God give me that. But a middle-level Christian or a middle-level believer would go further to look, to search. Searching. Probably so searching. Searching for the truth. Searching for something. But it takes also another level of spirituality. Another level of faith. Another level of let me put it this way, another level of belief and assurance to walk to the door and mm. to knock. That's good. What am I saying? To get to a door to knock, then it needs some level of growth, some level of step taking, some level of faith taking. I need to have some level of faith. To move to that door. And at that door, there should be a sacrifice. Because it takes a bit of sacrifice or more sacrifice to get to that step level. That's good. Hallelujah. For instance, Pastor Joe is here all the way from Chicago to this place. He might have left a lot of things back home. Missing family, sacrificing family, and walking into a wilderness in China, where everyone knows that ministry doesn't strive. It's not like he's run to Africa where ministry is working. He's run to a desolate place when nothing is happening. Or maybe he's head of a wave. It takes a level of probably wisdom and some level of revelation. Tonight, I want to, in as much as I want to speak about a door, I want to open our eyes and our minds towards the determinants of a ministry. That's basically what I want to speak about. Um, Ecclesiastes, how do you call it? Ecclesiastes 9-11. Very common to everyone, we all know. I know, you know. Very, very common. What was your foundation scripture? I, I didn't write that one down. Uh, that was uh, Exodus? Exodus 29 11. About entering into the holies of all. Entering into the holies of the holy. 9-11. The Bible says straight on. 9-11. Yeah, it says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, 
the time and chance happiness to them all. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. In other words, what this scripture is saying is that, see, most of the time, the race is for the sweet. That's what the Bible is directly saying. In other words, the race is for the sweet. The battle is to the strong. For us to wage a war, we need some level of strength to wage a war, to move to the next level, to overcome an enemy. You need to be stronger. Maybe physically, mentally, psychologically, you need to have some strength to win a battle. Bread is to the wise. I believe before you get a basic meat or your basic bread or basic stuff, you need some level of wisdom. It's wisdom that makes Auntie Joy once set up a school. She needed wisdom because that puts bread on her table. And the table of the family. It takes wisdom for Pastor Tim to decide to come to China and leave US. Because coming to China probably will change, will make shifts and make bring, bring bread to his table. Hallelujah. The riches also for men of riches to men of understanding. This is where I find so clear. Riches to men of understanding. Riches are probably things you you just have extra over the bread. It's a bit above the bread. So it means that you don't really need wisdom to have riches. What you need is understanding. Hallelujah. Where do we get understanding? You need to search. Go, go, go. Because you have men of understanding. But what I like most is that favor is to for men of skill. Even though the Bible says here, say when I came and I returned, when I returned, this is when I returned. So it tells you directly that to have favor, you need some skill. To have favor, you become a darling boy directly when you have favor. As I'm standing here, I believe it's favor. That's right. Because I'm Papa's darling boy. Amen. Like it or hate it. <laughs> Maybe. Joseph was a darling boy all throughout his life. Because Potiphar saw a skill in him. He was a darling boy. Even in the prison, he was a darling boy. Even to I see you becoming a darling boy. Receive it. (laughs) They should receive it. I said, I see you becoming the next darling boy. Amen. Amen. I see you becoming the next darling boy. Why do I say a darling boy in this nature? Even to become a pastor, you need to be a darling boy. People should choose to listen to your message. People should choose to like you. Anyways, I'm teaching about the determinants of a ministry. People should choose to like you. People should choose to love you. There should be 500 churches in U.S. or within the city. Someone should choose to come to your church. 
Probably it's not because you are preaching good. You are just a darling boy. It's favor. Favor over me. Maybe you should declare some favor, favor over, over me. Yeah. I declare favor, favor over me. Favor over, favor over me. Some Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Another person I felt had much favor when we read the books of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1, I mean, maybe verse 5 going. When the king requested for certain people, he said, I wanted people with certain skill who can stand before kings, who can stand before men, who can understand, who have certain abilities. I see you having some abilities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what this. There are people who are able to have some caring. Maybe you're in this house. You have some abilities to care, just to love someone, just to take care of something. You have the ability to teach. Maybe you cannot preach, but you can teach. Okay? That is where you can have favor. When you have all of these things to put together, favor comes to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Let's go straight into the word because I was talking. I was really talking about the fact that you need to go through a door, and that door comes with a sacrifice. And to get to a certain level of understanding, you need to go wider, go deeper, go into the throne room of God, go into the holies of holy, where you lay down there and say, "Papa, here I come. This is my desire. One thing is my desire." This is what I want to do. You might not have that spiritual tenacity. Maybe some Holy Ghost spoken something. You might not have had a voice. But I come to tell you tonight, you need to take a step from asking. Move beyond seeking and get at the door. It is only when you get to the door and you knock. When the master opens, you see him face to face. He says, sit me. You are looking. You are looking. We've all been looking around. We've all been asking. Mm. I have called Pastor Joey pray for me. It's like I'm asking. But it has gotten to a point in time where you yourself have to go a bit deeper. Cut some revelation. Cut some revelation. Be fed with something. Feed yourself with something. That will draw you closer. Closer. Moving beyond asking. Moving beyond seeking. Because sometimes you are, when you are seeking, we get to a point where we are just like, everything goes. Ah, they tell you, he's here. He's here. He's here. And you keep going, moving around. That is your session. But when you, you know a door, when you know a door, you don't search. You go straight on. If I'm coming here, I'm coming to 707. I'm coming to a door. I'm not coming to search where Joey is. I'm coming to a door straight. And when I knock, he opens the door. It's his face I see. The same applies to us as Christians. When you are getting closer to God, you should move from the level of salvation. I believe all of us here should have moved from the level of just salvation. Yeah. Mm. We are not babies anymore. Mm. That's what I just want to say. That you have moved beyond salvation mm. and you are getting into the place of revelation 
vision and higher things in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to go to Revelation chapter 4. What is this? It's a book. And I love it so much. It's a book. It's a book. Revelation chapter 4. I'll wait quickly. I'll run through. And I'll request some things. And and after this, I looked. And behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, was as it were, a trumpet talking to me. The next time you hear a trumpet talking, no God is talking. Hallelujah. Amen. Set up trumpet talking to me, which said, Come out hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Immediately I was in the spirit. You need to be in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat on sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And and round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seat I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothing white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. I see you having crown of gold. Hallelujah. And out of the throne proceeded lightning and thundering and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We have come to a point where we should understand that for us as adult Christians, I, I say this because I'm assuming that everyone seated here today is not a baby Christian. Maybe I could have been a baby Christian, but I declare tonight that I'm no more a baby Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. We should set before us the seven spirits of of God. Probably the Bible might have mentioned number six, but the first one is, of course, the Holy Spirit. We need a spirit of wisdom, we need a spirit of knowledge, we need a spirit of counsel, we need a spirit of might, might. we need a spirit of understanding, and we need a, the spirit of the fear of God. It's the last one, probably the fear of God. You need those candles at the front, at the altar. Of your ministry. What am I saying? Not just your ministry as in a whole congregation. But your life as a person. As a child of God who has moved beyond asking. Who has moved beyond seeking. Who has come to the door. When you see the father face to face. Then you should have all of these candles. All of these lights burning inside of you. That's right. You cannot leave one out. You need all of this to work for you. I said it was seven. Seven. But this determinants. And lo and behold, 
It said, and before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and the midst of the throne ran about the throne were four beasts full of the eyes of the uh, before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, the second beast was like a cow, and the third beast was had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four of the beasts had each of them six wings, and they were full of eyes. I see you having a lot of eyes. You don't understand. What I mean is that you need a lot of eyes. This too is not enough to enter into a spiritual realm. It is not enough to see the face of God face to face. It is not just enough. We need a lot of eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just saying that when you, you, you come to the door, when there's a sacrifice and the door is open, these are the things that could happen to you. That when you are praying, you are seeing things. When you are praying, when you are sleeping, you have dreams and you have visions. It means you have more than two eyes. You need more eyes. I need more eyes. Because when I see God, I can't see God face to face. Even the Bible makes you understand. Even angels are like sun. Or the face of angels. You can't, look, you can't even stare at them. How much more God himself. In his throne room. In his holies of holy. That we seek him every day. I pray for more eyes. And we're full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks, to him that sat on the throne, who lives forever and ever. The four and the twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever and cast down, cast their crowns before the throne, saying, this is what I like what it said. That worthy, mm. O Lord, mm. to receive glory and honor, and power, and for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Mm. Amen. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for thou hast created all things. I have a song like that. That's, that's so sweet. You know how to sing? No. You don't know. Well, <laughs> that's it. You can make a song out of this. Say thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, for thy pleasure they are, and were created. It's just like, that is it. You see, I created all of these things for my pleasure, for his pleasure. He created you for his pleasure. I said, what? God created you for his pleasure. He created you for his pleasure. His pleasure. It's just like you have your phone for pleasure. That's what I understand from here. But what? Let's go to chapter 5. He said, And I saw the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And what? A book. Within 
and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. All this while, not, not one able to describe who God was. But one thing I saw is that there was a hand. And a right hand. And in that hand, a book. If even God. Because they, were, they said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of my So I know it was God who was sitting on the throne. Mm. That's what the Bible, I don't need to be told. I said, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So he was the one sitting on the throne. They couldn't describe his face, neither his legs, his arms, or anything, except and in his right hand. There was a book. A book. And what was the book? It was sealed. It was sealed. Totally sealed. And I saw a strong angel Proclaiming with a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much. This is the only time I think John cried. He was crying. Why? Because no one could open the book. No one could open the door. No one could take off, break off the seal. We have 66 books here. How many seals have you open, have you broken here? <laughs> it's not that it's the book. This is the book, but the book is has books mm. within a book. Mm. Books within a book. Mm. How many how many seals have you broken? I ask myself, how many seals have I broken here? And that made John to cry. And I believe the angels are crying now because we, we are seeking God, but we are not opening the books. We are not opening the books. We are not searching. We are not looking. We are not looking. For for, for him where we could find him. We are not seeking God where we should find him at all. No, we are not. We are not knocking. We are not going to the door. It's the door. It's only when you open the door. It's only when you break the seal, when you break the lock. It's only when you move in that you can get understanding. I said, and then I wept. For no man was found worthy. Worthy. Wow. And I got me some thinking that sometimes I need to be worthy to even open a book. When you find the Bible in your hand by your birth, you should count yourself worthy. You count yourself worthy to read the book. Hallelujah. He said, and I wept. And I wept. And I wept. And, and one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. I want you to take note. Weep not. Stop crying. Why are you crying? Because nobody was worthy or is worthy to read the book or to break off the seal. Why are you crying? Stop weeping. 
Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. Hallelujah. Amen. Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God said to Moses, when you come into me, when you come into the holiest of holy, slaughter a bullock and pour the blood there. But when Jesus came, he tore the veil. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. He tore the veil that you and me can walk into a place of honor. To walk past the door. He broke the seal. He tore the veil. He took a bolder step. He did what you couldn't do. But I tell you tonight. He's done his part. That is why he said many things would, would you do. That would be greater than what I did. Or what I'm doing now. You do greater things. Are you ready? How are you sustaining your gonna sustain your ministry? You need to break some seals. You need to read some books. You need to open this book. Open it. When I found out what the meaning of to prevail means, I found out that it means you should be like being on the same line. Let me put it this way. That's this the, the meaning I took, I took from to maintain your course. To maintain one course. That means you are prevailing. Mm. To prevail is to maintain your course. Mm. Jesus prevailed because he maintained his course. Mm. What is your course? Are you changing? Are you changing? Let's go. Are you prevailing? Are you maintaining your course even in the midst of all turbulence, are you maintaining your course even in the midst of all the things that surround us? Are you maintaining your course even when everyone is leaving? Yeah, I see myself maintaining my course. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Are you maintaining your course? That's good. Say the Bible says that the root of David, the lion of the tribe of Judah, he prevailed and broke the seal. He maintained his course from the day he was born. He was quiet. He was quiet. He was quiet. For 12 years, he went into hiding. He was quiet, making benches. He was quiet. Roofing people's buildings. He was quiet. Making probably caskets. Coffins. He was quiet. Repairing wooden beds. He was quiet. Mm. And he was quiet. But maintaining the cause. Because he went. The Bible says that he was in the temple daily. 
he was maintaining a course. Exactly. Even though he was in the background, he was maintaining a course. The man was learning. He is the man who has all the wisdom, but he was still going to learn every day. But you and I, how often do we spend our time breaking some seals? Mm. Breaking some seals, getting some understanding, getting some knowledge, getting some revelation, catching some revelations. Mm. He was maintaining his course. And he broke the seal. Because he prevailed. He prevailed. He prevailed first mm. before he opened the book. Prevailed to open the book and broke off the seal. What am I talking about? I'm talking about you taking your time with God. In the next level you want to go with God mm. is getting an intimacy. That intimacy happens more in the room. Why would I say that? Lovers hold hands in the streets. Yes. Mm. They pet in the streets. Mm. But when it is time for intimacy, everybody goes be behind a door. <laughs> you need to get behind a door to have real intimacy. Wandering, I wandering, moving around up and down, come to the door, knock. He said, I'm on the way. You might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah, and he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you, and he made you for a purpose, and he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart, to him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, 
he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me, and we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life, because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com, or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God. Mm-hmm.